Stephanie Darns, you're now um, developing a project called Free Flow that is helping people to tackle period poverty. Tell me, how has this come about? Why is this important? So I was driving, um, I was driving around the city, having been to various people to collect sanitary products, um, which people wanted to donate to the food bank um, for women who couldn't afford those sort of things each month. Um, and as I was, as I was driving along, I was thinking, yeah, this is great, and these people are very kind, and we feel like we're making a difference. But the problem will still be there the next month because. Yeah, these are one-off products, disposable. So sort of that combined with the thought of it must be pretty difficult for women to to go into a, a food bank or a charity and ask, you know, do you do you have any tampons? Do you have any sanitary products? So yeah, and then kind of the backdrop of all that, wondering about how environmentally friendly um, single-use tampons and pads are. So I... I was just driving along and I didn't really sort of think much further about it. And I started to see people um, like on social media making their own cloth sanitary pads um, and thinking that would be actually really good because then, yeah, you don't have the month to month problem. Like, uh, And women are then em- empowered to use this product they've made time and time again and sort of have that um, empowerment element. Tell me something about the numbers then, about the cost of, you know, what, what is it costing a woman each month to go through her period to, you know, to buy the sanitary products? Well, I think, you, I think you can probably say each woman would be different, but I think you could probably say people would be spending at least six to ten pounds, if not more. But I know most of the numbers we see are sort of looking at, you know, over, over the course of a woman's lifespan of having periods, you, you know, you're talking thousands the cost is one thing. Many women can't afford that. It's just a luxury that they haven't got the extra money for. But also we're thinking about the environmental impact. So if you imagine, say somebody might say a woman might use four four pads a day, maybe five pads a day, they are all just gonna go in the bin and they're all just gonna go into landfill. And so every woman, every month, it begins to sort of be quite a quite a significant amount of waste also we we know that disposable nappies for for infants the first one ever created is still not decomposed so that's one and we know how many people go through so from my perspective there seems to be two or three issues actually all wrapped up in one major issue period poverty women are not able to afford the sanitary products they need if they're on very, very low income or whatever. Uh, there's also this um, issue of the tampon tax. 5% mm. is it on products yes, at the moment? Five. This is a tax that it's actually a tax for being a woman. Yes, it is. Um, and the tampon tax definitely sort of compounds the issue of period poverty because, yeah, women have no choice unless you want to just bleed. You do have... Yeah, this this um, obligation really to go and buy some of these products, um, and we know that costing very little to make the products that that are sold in the shops, they're heavily taxed, and the the big sanitary product companies, I think, surely play on the fact that women have no alternative really, um, other than to buy them, and we know that many, um, including teenage girls, 
a sort of facing the choice between eating that day or buying sanitary products. You're really asking women to think of this issue quite differently. You're saying there is an alternative to the products you can buy off a shelf. I think it's really a, a dignity issue. So, so as women, we yeah, do we have to? Are we obligated really to go and buy these products that are bad for the environment, filled with chemicals, not really that great for us? Month on month, if we can't afford them that month, do we have to go to a charity and ask for them? Or is there another way? Can we um, look at products or can we look at making something or buying something that has a longer life than that, that is going to be something that we uh, we feel empowered in? And just as well, some of the some of the issues for young girls are, are different, like going into school, being on your period in school is probably hard enough for a teenage girl without having to go to a teacher or asking. Or So yeah, some of the products that I'm interested in would, would probably... Uh, make it make a sort of impact on that and would allow a woman to have more control over that get technical tell me what these products are right so two of the main types of products at the minute is something called the menstrual cup which is basically worn in the same way that a tampon is but is made from medical grade silicon so it's chemical free in that sense where tampons are said to have chemicals in them and have sort of bleaching them to keep them white and the menstrual cup is something that you wear it it collects the blood and then at the end of the day you rinse it and then you can continue using it for your period and at the end of your period you um, sterilize it just by boiling it with water these cups have have a lifespan of years rather than just throwing them away at the end of the month although the initial outlay can be sort of 15 pounds they do have like a longer lifespan. So that's one. They're probably one of the best environmentally friendly ones at the minute. The other one, which is getting more and more momentum really now, is something called a cloth sanitary pad. Usually made out of bamboo, but can be made out of other fabrics. And basically at the end of each use, you just wash it in the same way you would wash clothes in the washing machine. And yet yeah, they are brilliant. They have lots of different designs. Um Again, chemical free in that they don't have the stuff that turns the blood into like crystals, like you do in nappies and, and other pads. They're the two main products at the minute. Can the pads be made by people themselves? Well, there's there's quite a growing thing now where, um, yeah, you can get all sorts of um, templates and patterns online. And it does seem to be a growing thing where women are making them. You can use even like towels, like like bathroom towels or, you know, you can use um, just upcycle old fabrics to make them. Now, I think it does involve, it is fairly involved in that you need a certain amount of layers and you need to follow the right pattern if you're going to make them so that they last. Um, but definitely it's something that women are starting to do and the cost and the outlay of that is very small. So, Stephanie, when you suggest to women and girls that they use a menstrual cap, or a pad. What's their reaction? So whenever I've whenever I've mentioned the idea of um, like the menstrual cups or, or cloth pads to people, usually, like generally, the first impression is one of like sort of disgust, really, or you know that that sort of thing is just for the most um, extremely eco-conscious hippies or people who really like want to be at one with the earth. But I really sort of began to wonder why why that has come to be and why why do people think it's more hygienic 
are clean or comfortable to use, like a scratchy plastic disposable thing, which is filled with chemicals. But then I was like, oh, of course, because the, the big companies that market them obviously do so very well. And the adverts we see on TV are very sort of clever and they depict blood as blue and pearlescent and sanitized and so almost sterile and it's not we we know women know that that's not the reality the bodily reality that we we know month on month and I just find these adverts like there's never any real acknowledgement of the body in a positive or connected life-giving way. So what are your aims with free flow what, what are you actually going to be doing? Okay, so I'm still sort of working um, working things out, really. But my my ideas are mainly around um, supporting vulnerable women um, or women who are from low-income families or who might be like, for example, in the hostel uh, system. And so I'm really thinking about getting women together, um, talking about the realities of being a woman and having periods and looking at some way of empowering women to take charge of their own cycles and bodies. So does this mean you're going to be getting a, a team of uh, machinists together to, to get your own production line of, uh, for pads together? Well, I think what we'd like to do is we'd like to um, possibly offer some workshops or space for women to get together and, and look at crafting these affordable reusable cloth pads. Um, so there's a bit about the educational element there about developing practical skills but just yeah that empowerment through being together and and working together on something um so how are you going to educate people are you going to be going into schools doing workshops that sort of thing well i think there's a massive like a massive need for people to just know that it's like normal and it's not just for hippies or it's not just for people who want to save the planet or it's about our bodies and and what's practical and what works for us um so what we'd like to do as well is offer some um some sort of on the road type workshops and look at going into women's um hostels or community groups or even into schools and sort of just discussing what it's what it's like to have a happier period and also that confidence building and empowerment work we also have the idea of um actually purchasing some menstrual cups there's lots of different brands out there now and hopefully we can find one to work with um so that we can give some of those out to particular groups is it both cheaper and easier for a woman living in a hostel say to use your sort of products rather than off-the-shelf products i would say it's for a woman who say for example who was homeless or who was living in um yeah hostel arrangements or that kind of thing the menstrual cup is definitely easier because it is very small. You just take it with you, yet you rinse it with water between uses. And at the end of your period, you would literally need some boiling water, uh, a kettle full of boiling water to, to sterilise it. And then you just put it back in the little bag and then it's ready again for the next month. So you're not having to deal with like waste, um, like where do I put it? There's no sanitary bins in this hostel or like I don't just want to leave it in my bin in my room, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's definitely easier. It's very discreet and lots of people say it actually feels cleaner to use it. So Stephanie, how can people get in touch? How can they get involved with your project? Okay, so um, there is an interest meeting in January, um, which is going to be held at the Annex, which is part of the Community Enterprise Centre um, off Fenton Street on Newland Avenue. And that's going to be the 14th of January at 7pm. Um, so if people want to come along to that, even if they have the slightest interest in period poverty in um looking at 
alternatives in empowering women, I would love you to come along and be part of that. Stephanie, this sounds like a win-win situation. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's good for women and for the environment.